0: Hi Michelle, oh,
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: To the little- how are you? Hi Nora. I'm great, thank you so much for having me, I'm really excited.
1: I'm really excited as well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell everyone who's listening to, to us right now who you are and what you do, well I just want to tell everybody Michelle is my friend from the Czech Republic who I've met in Dubai and who has gone from working in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles and has gone gone to travel you know in many countries many places and she's going to tell us a little bit about her experience living in different parts of the world and what that was like for her and I thought this was the perfect place you know to speak about this because the show is called Global Perspective and you've been to many countries met many people had and you've been exposed to a lot of cultures actually and I'm just curious to know how everything seems to be from your perspective as well. So I'm really, really excited, and I hope everyone's going to enjoy this.
0: Yes, I'm very excited to share some of my stories, and um, yes, I'm, let's let's get into it. Alrighty then, I just want to know,
1: because you told me you've lived in a lot of places, I want to know how many places you've lived in, and which places have you lived in, actually?
0: Um, yeah, so um, that's a that's a big question. So I have officially lived in let's uh, about five countries, five cities, but I have spent um, a bit of time in other countries. For example, I spent one month in uh, Marrakech in Morocco and two months in Dubai in between. So I don't know if you'd call that living there, but I spent a quite a bit of time. Um, so I lived in um, Prague in Czech Republic. That's where I grew up. I spent the first 18 years of my life there. Uh, then I moved to Los Angeles for um, almost seven years. Uh, for university. And then um, I moved to Paris. uh, Sorry, before (laughs) I was in Sydney for almost nine months. um, And then I went to Paris uh, for about seven months. And then um, now I'm based in London.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. And I want to know, because you've lived in a lot of places, So- sorry, I lost you there for a second. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. No worries. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so I was saying, do you have a favorite place that you've lived in? And is there a reason why that particular place is your favorite?
0: Um, I think this is an easy one. My favorite, has, um, I think, is Sydney, Australia, um, because it was the first um, place I kind of w- went completely on my own. Um, even Los Angeles was a little bit more, um, more comfortable because I went to university, but Sydney, Australia, I did that kind of by myself later in my life um, and took a completely different turn after uh, quitting my job in Los Angeles, selling my car, moving out and booked a one-way flight to Sydney. And I absolutely fell in love. The people were the nicest people. The beaches were completely world-class. Um, everything, just even being on the other side of the world, I've never felt more at home. And that was the first time I really, really felt I belonged somewhere. And um, I wish I didn't have to leave so early. So definitely Australia.
1: Yes, it's amazing because I've met other people who've also lived in Australia and they say the exact same thing. (laughs) They they always go there, you know, not knowing what to expect. But the minute they leave, they say, oh, my goodness, I miss Australia so much. It's one of the best places I've ever been to. I'm sure in a lot of countries, you know, have their pros and cons, but I hear a lot of great things about Australia
0: it definitely is because it's also nothing like um, Europe or America it's something completely different Um, at least they speak English or I thought they did when I arrived you know they have all their slang and their accents I was a bit thrown off at first but (laughs) it was a it was a great um, great time
1: yes and I also wanted to know what do they eat over there Marmite is it is it really tasty or is that debatable
0: (laughs) Um they eat uh vegemite over there. It's a similar oh, to oh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. I vegemite, didn't mind. that's the thing. I didn't, I didn't know the difference as well. I think marmites in the UK, but uh yeah, they have vegemite oh, and they so they take it very seriously. Um I actually ate it for a while. I got quite accustomed to it. Um it was it's definitely an acquired taste, but an I got acquired taste. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I actually quite enjoyed it. It's not as bad, but um the one uh, food I haven't gotten too comfortable with was fairy bread. And I may get a lot of, <laughs> um, I get oh, a lot of goodness. comments on this from my Aussie friends, but it's when they put sprinkles on uh, butter with bread and <laughs> so they have funny food over there.
1: Yeah, I think they use that for kids' birthday parties too. <laughs> I think that's popular over there. I don't know if any of my Australian listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm willing to try it. I haven't tried it. I'm not going to judge it until I try it. <laughs>
0: of course no it's, it's a great time it doesn't feel like reality it feels kind of a whole neverland over on the other side of the world
1: <laughs> yes and the christmas being in the summer i think that's also such a fun experience imagine having christmas on the beach
0: <laughs> oh that was amazing i've never spent new years in a warm place like that before it was it was wonderful how the uh, climates were completely sh- uh, changed and shifted there it's great
1: <laughs> yes Anyways, I also wanted to ask about the pros of the other places you've lived in, such as the UK, Paris, Los Angeles.
0: I'm um, sure yes yeah, so I mean Los Angeles was um, amazing for university let's say because I grew up watching um, American shows and movies and I saw the culture and um, you know the football games and the fraternity sororities and the large campuses and the quads I believe they're called and everything and I wanted that culture and I got everything I wanted it was Um, You know, the sense of camaraderie during sports, even though I did not understand American football, just being a a part of... (laughs) I still still don't get it. But when everyone around you is painted into your school colors and everyone's chanting songs and everyone's just in it together, it's completely different. So you don't need to watch the game. (laughs) It's just the (laughs) sense of uh, camaraderie with everyone. So America was so much fun. But um, I would say more for me personally, For university but not for living long term because I felt um, it wasn't my home it wasn't my true home but then um, I think my home is still Europe and so in Paris um, I absolutely love the culture there you know the language is so beautiful you go to the boulangeries and you get your uh, baguette every day and it's uh, they love their food so much Um, and the coast of France is unbelievable the Riviera so France is just an Amazing country, which, and I fell in love with it completely. And the people, and um, they really want you to speak French, so they only speak French at you. So it's a little, <laughs> you know, I don't know any words, but it kind of forces you to, you know, adapt to the culture. Um, and then, I mean, London is, um, I think, my new home base. I fell in love with it as well. Um, I have, it, it was a bit, e- bit easier for me because I have a lot of friends there from high school and the, um, that I've met along my travels. Funny enough, I have friends there I met in Sydney and in Paris and in Los Angeles. So everyone kind of went to London, and the history is amazing. I love the accent, of course. <laughs> um, it's London is an amazing, exciting city. It's so international, which is my favorite part.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree that London's amazing. Every time I visit there, I just feel you know positive energy. And now that it's opening back up, it's you know starting to be more fun again. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and I think the energy right now, especially after lockdown, is unbeatable. Everyone is just so excited, and you know, for the British, they're a little bit more um, introverted, let's say, or closed off, but now I feel like the Brits have become American in the sense that they are talking <laughs> to everyone and just want to be social. <laughs> so yes, <it's-> after <laughs> being locked in for so
1: long. <laughs>
0: yes, and I didn't think I'd ever see the Brits so extroverted before. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been, fun. Um, yes, I think I-, I absolutely love London now, but um, all the- I can find pros in all the countries I've lived in. It's been a- an amazing ride.
1: <laughs> yes, I-, I bet, I bet. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, since, you know, you've been traveling a lot and living abroad in a lot of places, I'm sure, you know, COVID, you know, had a significant impact since you love to travel and explore new places. So how did you maneuver through all that, you know, with the COVID situation and, that situation getting in the way of your love to travel and things like that how'd you cope
0: um yes so that was um i was very fortunate enough to be able to travel a bit during covid however the thing the part that impacted me the most was actually um having to leave australia because so i had a a visa for one year and i was only able to stay for about nine months because covid hit in march 2020 and There were no more flights, you know, the whole world was shutting down, airports were shutting down, so there were no more flights back home to Prague. And I had, um, I was made redundant redundant at my job. A lot of the foreigners were losing their jobs uh, because, you know, it was a crisis and I didn't know what to do. So I had to take the last repatriation flight from Australia and New Zealand to Czech Republic that the Czech government organized for us because we were all stranded. (laughs) So I was lucky enough to get out, but it was a crazy time and that was, Uh, what impacted me the most because I found my home and I was forced to leave it because I wasn't a citizen and that was the first time I really encountered of um, how um, other people feel with you know visa issues and you know when you can't stay in a country that you love you know just because of politics and what the crisis the pandemic and everything so I was removed from my home during the pandemic so that was the biggest impact but
1: in a way it was sort of a blessing in disguise otherwise you wouldn't have you know traveled the world you wouldn't have came to the vine met me you wouldn't have gone to London right now of course there's a several all your friends so it's, I think everything that happens in a way is sort of a blessing in disguise And I always say, you know, rejection is God's protection.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great saying. And you're right. Everything happens for a reason. And I tried to look at the silver lining in everything. I wouldn't have lived in Paris. I wouldn't have met you in Dubai. Dubai was an amazing experience as well for me. Um, So, yes, I now I'm thinking, you know, all my lucky stars. um, And one day I'll come back to Sydney. So it's not the end of the world.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Since I heard it's opening back up as well.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank God.
1: (laughs) So I also wanted to know what's the most interesting thing you've learned about a country or citizens of the kind con- of the country, you know, maybe a culture shock or misconception, something that was just definitely intriguing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um it would be one of the places I haven't technically lived in, but I've spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia. Um I traveled I've been to Thailand, Laos, uh, Myanmar, and Bali, which was I know you have been there as well. And we talked about yeah. this. Um, that was a, a it was a culture shock, but also one of my favorite places because the culture in Bali is just incredible and it's always fascinating. my I remember seeing, the little offerings outside of everyone's homes and on the streets you know they make little baskets out of coconut leaves and offer flowers and snacks to the gods um and it's just it's just so charming to see that how how respectful they are of their gods and it's such a kind culture and every person i've met in bali have been so nice and a little fact as well which i love um my driver, who I met in Bali, his name is Madi, and he explained to me that traditionally in Bali, um, the children of families are named af- according to the order of their birth. So there are only about ten names that they traditionally use. So, uh, Mad- uh, Wayan is the first born, Madi is the second born, and then Katut, I think, is third or fourth. But they always, uh, many of the Balinese citizens are uh, have similar names, so they go by nicknames because they um, name them according to their birth, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs>
1: Oh, that, that is interesting. That yeah. is interesting. It's, just,
0: it's funny. And they, you know, typically have, traditionally have four children. And it's just a very different culture that I'm used to in Europe or America. So very different.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes it's true. I also remember, you know, being in Southeast Asia as well. You know, and for the first time in my life. I preferred, you know, being on a motorcycle compared to a car when I was there. It just
0: oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. There's I think there are more motorcycles and mopeds than there are cars, and you know it's a very different climate to anything I'm used to. It's very humid. It's very tropical. Um, there are waterfalls and beaches and volcanoes, and it's just completely different um, world than I'm used to. Even Australia is quite westernized. I mean, it is technically a westernized country but yes. Asia is nothing i've ever i'm sure you feel the same way It's just nothing i've ever experienced before which was incredible absolutely incredible
1: absolutely and since you, you know you're really experienced when it comes to travel and culture i wanted to ask you if you had any trips uh, sorry any tips and advice for you know your fellow travelers out there you know what you can warn them about tips that could help them
0: Of course. I mean, I'm such a huge advocate for um, especially, let's say, solo travel, because I know it scares most people and it scared me, too. You know, I've done um, primarily solo travel in the last three years and I never I'm an introvert. I, you know, I didn't think I can do this. I was so terrified. How will I make friends? How will I uh, get accustomed to the culture, the culture? the local life but it's not as scary as people think and once you do it once or twice you know you can do anything because that is the scariest being alone in a country on the other side of the world having to deal with everything on your own but it makes you so much more independent and more resilient and just you know you you enjoy life more so what i would say is do what scares you if something scares you you have a fear i really highly encourage to go conquer it because um It's the best lesson you can possibly get in life. And we only live once. I know that's very cliche, but (laughs) I want to be when I'm old on my, you know, when I'm old and eight years old in a home and uh, can't do much and I won't be mobile. I want to remember all the places I've been. I want to remember all the funny stories and laughing and meeting people all around the world. And I just want to remember all of that when I'm old and can't no longer do that. So I just encourage everyone to do it. You know, we have only one life to do it now. So yeah.
1: I, I absolutely agree. I also, you know, want to tell the listeners out there that, you know, we should be more understanding and open and open towards learning about new cultures, be look, look forward to meet you know, new people, you know, don't be closed off. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, you know, you learn a lot from other people just by listening, definitely and, and watching how they yes. maneuver through life. And that's the beauty of, you know, traveling and living in
0: other places. And that's, I think even with you, when I met you, I've, I don't think I've met a person, um, anyone from Bahrain before. So that was so new for me. And you were telling me about your life there and how you grew up there. And that just for me was so incredible to listen to as well. So just with you, I got a new experience and I learned something new. And you, you're right, you become more open-minded and you see the world completely differently and you don't live in a bubble anymore. So I highly encourage it.
1: Yes, yeah, so it absolutely you know, alter, alters your perspective you know, in comparison to what you see on TV, what you hear on podcasts or the radio, when you see it with your own eyes, it's a completely different feeling.
0: I completely agree and that's um, a little quick, quick uh, story about uh, Marrakech. You know, I, t- I was telling people I was going to Morocco for one month to escape the lockdown in Paris. And um, I know a lot of people are afraid of Marrakech and you know, it's a bit of a sensory overload and it could be scary for some people, but I haven't, I've met such nice people. I've listened to their stories, especially during the pandemic where they have lost their jobs. They were in a seven month lockdown in Mar- uh, Morocco yeah. and it was really hard for them. But I listened to their stories and it made me appreciate my own life more you know fairly fairly privileged life but to listen to those stories opens your eyes that everyone is inherently good I you know I believe that truly and we're all just doing our best and it's you know with this one life we have so
1: I completely agree and you know Michelle I really appreciate you coming on to the show you know telling the listeners about your experience and you giving me your time today you know, I think, you know, a lot of lis- listeners can learn from this show. And I think, you know, it's going to inspire them, you know, to travel more and to explore more. Of course, you know, with COVID and everything, I think once, you know, restrictions die down and everything slowly goes back to normal, this is the experience that
0: everyone sort of misses. Th- yes. And thank you so much for having me. This was uh, such a great conversation. And yes, I, ho- I hope with COVID slowly, slowly you know, um, going, you know, mellowing out. I hope we can all get back to traveling and exploring places and learning more about other people's stories. I think it's so important that we're not enclosed in our spaces where we are now, but um, that the whole world, that we're united in a way, way. (laughs) that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, like a thousand percent. I completely agree. Thank you so much for having me. This was so lovely. You're you're welcome. I hope you enjoyed being on the show and I hope to have you again soon.
0: Yes, I hope uh, we can do this again. Thank you so much, Noor.
1: Thank you, Michelle. I hope you have a great day ahead.
0: Thank you. You too.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.